Uh, pleasant good morning to everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. The guest menu for today, August the 5th, 2023. Charles Atman joins us uh, as guest co-host here on the Coles Brown Show. Other guests on today's show, Dr. Kedrick Taylor. He is the CEO, the band director of the Human Jukebox of Southern University. He joins us in our number one. Then our usual guest in our number two, Coach Van Petaway. He is simply the Coles Brown Show's basketball analyst. And then uh, actually going to be joined together, Willa Brown, Associate AD at Fort Valley State. Here's what's trending. Here's what's trending on the Carlos Brown Show. Southern University football opens their fall camp. We're going to get into that right away. Also, Southern University adds two football assistants at Southern University, and they have hit the field running. Also, what's trending? Prairie View Annum names their new athletic director, Atten Goff. Uh, congratulations to uh, Mr. Goff, uh, the new Director of Athletics at Prairie View A&M. And then also, NCAA.com, HBCU football power rankings. You know, there are a lot of polls out. And, of course, now with camps have started across the collegiate landscape, we'll take a look at uh, the NCAA.com, HBCU football power rankings. and. We'll see if your team that you follow, your institution, your favorite HBCU, see where they are ranked. That's what's trending on the Coles Brown Show. Southern University opens up their fall football camp, but camps all across college. They have opened uh, their fall camps, and if they haven't, they are about to. Joined now by Charles Edmond of the Alcorn State uh, Radio Network and guest, or should we just say co-host, of the Carlos Brown Show. Charles, good morning to you. Good morning, Carlos. I hope you're staying nice and cool. It is 93 degrees right now, and it is a sizzler. Charles, uh, I guess every week we start off with uh, a weather report or <laughs> advice to everyone, and I know they know this. But just be careful. The heat dome, it's moving a little bit. But uh, in, in Baton Rouge, today will be the ninth day. The ninth day of triple digits, the actual temperature. But what it feels like will get up to 115. So I'm a, I'm a middle-aged veteran, right? I know to stay inside, only get out when I have to. And when I get out, I'm moving fast, brother. So uh, everybody out there, uh, just just be careful. And it, it lends you to think now about the um, the football camps that are opening. Here, Coach Dooley and Southern University, they were like, heck with that. We're going to move all of our practice until school starts at about 6.55. So if you round it off, 7 p.m. You were telling me before the show, uh, all Corn State is doing the same thing. Yeah, we, we cranked it up yesterday at 7.30. Uh, 7.30 again today. And so uh, we're not going very long. I mean, and that's the thing, you know, and 
with this heat, I mean, you don't want to to overdo it this early in camp, even though, you know, you have some old school football purists that would say, hey, suck it up. But this is dangerous heat yeah, that we're dealing with that. here. Yeah. Right now on campus, it's 93 degrees, heat index 105 mm-hmm. at 11 o'clock in the morning. And it's, it's, it's only going to get worse. Um, you know, you, we're talking about these heat precautions. You know, I don't know if you know this over here in Mississippi. The high school association passed a law last couple of weeks. Any outdoor activities must cease when the heat index is over 105. That's football. That's band, soccer, whatever. Any indoor, I mean, outdoor activity. And that that was just passed a couple of weeks ago. It's gotten a lot of reaction. You know, parents, of course, they don't mind. But football purists would say, hey, then that means we need to stop just about every outdoor activity as far as high school sports and activities are concerned. But what about safety? Suck it up. So, I mean, that, that's what we're dealing with over here. But this is dangerous heat that we're dealing with here. And I think this is something as extreme as we've seen in a long time. So I think you have to take extra precautions. Charles, there's a saying, the young fool and the old fool. I don't know which is worse. Probably the old fool. <laughs> You know, Mother Nature and Father Time, they're undefeated. What good just to satisfy that sports hunger? I understand it. But dangerous heat? Hell no. No. You you got to make adjustments. You got to adapt. Go ahead out there if you want to. And, and then somebody tragically loses their life because of this? Then you got a big lawsuit, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. That's it. Use cautionary measures uh, with this. Uh, just, just eat. And uh, I, I'll end it on this, Charles. I still have some people that don't believe in global warming and climate change. Change. You're old fools. <laughs> <laughs> that that's my term. term. There's something weird going on. I mean, that's I mean, we we kind of know what it is, but there are some people that are pushing back against it. But you know, this this is extreme. I mean, you know, you've got Arizona 30, 20 some days of over one hundred and ten. I mean, this is this is extreme here, and it's only gonna it's only gonna. I mean, there was a hundred degree ocean reading a couple of weeks ago off the coast of I don't know, it was Florida or Georgia. 100-degree ocean temperature, 100 degrees in the, in the ocean. It's but, called global warming. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Anyway, that's, that's a whole other subject. But just be safe out there. Um, I know our, our team and teams across the conference, across the country, are doing what they can. I saw the, I saw the post. Someone said, hey, are we getting soft here? You know, they used to have two-a-days, which they did. But was it two-a-days when the heat index is 100 and – 15 at noon. I, I don't know if it's this extreme. I mean, I just think you have to you have to change for the times because these are extreme, extremely hot times that we're in right now. Well, I'm, I'm uh, good morning and afternoon if you're in Eastern Standard Time in the chat room. EA says we did two days in the in this weather, no deaths. What has happened to football players? Well. Bravo, congratulations that you haven't had any and hope that you won't. And I think EA uh, is a FAMU grad. But you just have to be careful. That's all That's all we're saying. I'm not 
suggesting that some players are, are the modern players are tough. I remember back in the day, I've heard all the stories, Marino Kassam, three a days, former Southern University coaches, uh, three a days practicing. But guess what? It wasn't as hot as it is now. And I rather an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So that's it. And I understand maybe the temperatures may be as hot as it is now when the season starts. I don't know. Yeah, Adrian, good morning. We did three days of high school in the summer. Yeah. Okay. But I but I I understand that, Mr. Baker High. <laughs> but but you just have to be, you know, you just have to be cautionary here. On, We're in a different on, time, Carlos. These because as soon as as soon as something tragically happens, then it's gonna get our antennas up. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's, yeah. Wrong, wrong, wrong for death. Okay. With that being said, we're going to move on now. Southern University football opens their 2023 camp this past Wednesday. And, and, and right away, I, this is my person with eyes report at camp. I haven't got a chance to uh, get there yet. But uh, at quarterback, Harold Blood has command of the offense. He's number one, still number one. Albeit it's still early. Uh, Noah Bolton, my eyes that were at camp, says they're battling. Those two are clear cut. Uh, command of the offense, nice touch and zip on the balls. Practices so far with Coach Dooling and um, the assistants, it's very up tempo and they're emphasizing discipline and attitude. And speaking of assistance, um, Chris Scott, uh, defensive end coach. I know Chris Scott. He's a Capitol High graduate. He's two years behind me. He got out in 84. So do the math. I got out in 82. That's right. And, <laughs> and then um, a, a little bit about Chris Scott, the leading tackler in Southern University football history, at least, at least in the modern era. And uh, he played with Rufus Porter. The, does anybody remember that name, Charles? I don't know if you'll remember Rufus Porter, linebacker at Southern, played in the NFL with mm -hmm. the Seattle Seahawks. Those two linebackers, ask the Grandma Knights and the Alcorn players, if they will, they will remember them. Um, but but Chris got a lot of experience. Um, again, the leading tackle in Southern University of football history, the new defensive end coach, Quentin Burrell who played his collegiate ball, and by the way, he's a wide receiver coach at Notre Dame. Um, the last few years, he's been the wide receiver coach at Grambling State University under Coach Fobbs. But he has already hit the ground running. That's your two new coaches, Chris Scott, defensive end, Quentin uh, Burrell, the wide receiver uh, coach. Some of my notes. <laughs> it's been balanced, the competition throughout the team, the O-line and D-line, especially the O-line, one of the biggest O-lines, and, and, and they're athletic in maybe in, in, in just recent years, really big. Also, uh, two losses, Ligon and Sims are not on the active roster. 
Wagner has decided to, to move on, not play football. Sims has a slight chance to come back. We'll just leave it at that. But uh, Charles Sims, tough tack, uh, tough running back, can run between the tackles, also a valuable receiver. But the wide receiver, I mean, the running back receiving room is not, it's not bare. It's not bare. Devin Cotton, who didn't play last year, getting reps with uh, the number one defensive line unit, along with Rasheed Lyles, who we interviewed here on the Coles Brown show. He is simply a beast. They're all working with the one. Taj Brown getting some reps at the outside defensive end, you know, defensive tackle last year. Also the coaches that we just talked about, Totten, brains experience. You can see uh, the chemistry and, and the progress of the quarterbacks uh, right away. And then Jalen Howard from Prairie View transferred in outstanding speed. Just uh, uh, going to be an asset to this football team. So fall camp is, is open. They've started. They're going at night, albeit it's early. Uh, liking what you see, focusing on discipline, attitude, and the practices are really, really up, up-tempo. We say that. Yeah, ELC, wow, Sam's not back is huge. He was a major concern. Uh, for our defense. Yeah, he has a slight chance to, to come back. They don't want to get too in-depth of what really uh, happened. I can almost use myself as an example. When I was in college, just simply this. You you start, you have a your clock starts, and you have just time enough to, they say, to, to, to get through and graduate. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. And uh, Kobe Dillon. Had a huge run already, 70 yards in practice. He's getting reps or working uh, with the number one unit. I, I don't want to say just they're number one. I'm just saying getting reps because it's still uh, uh, so early. But Totten has really made a difference with uh, this uh, uh, fall camp so far. And also, that's right, Melanie. She's trying to keep me in check here. Southern University unveiled the first day of fall camp uh, of the night before their uniforms. And uh, we're just going to go through there. You can kind of pick your selection. Uh, uh, Charles, a lot of talk on social media about these uniforms, but I just simply love them. Yeah. As you can see, uh, there's Harold Blood there. I, I actually like that one to just pass the white one. Go ahead, Charles. Yeah, I mean, I, I like all of them. I mean, I, I like that. I like the dark blue. You know, I like the Columbia blue, but I like the, the previous one, the dark blue one. But Southern has some really nice uniforms, I have to say. And, uh, you know, when you have different uniform combinations like that, six or seven of them, that, you know, I think that gets people excited. So I, I, I like those combinations. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. And, and, and I hear it may be another surprise or two. And then I, I, I'm still looking for the Columbia Blue Helmets. I, I, I've been pestering Coach Dooley, and I guess I need to pester Coach Banks. I want the Columbia Blue Helmets. <laughs> Add that to it. Yeah. I, I, I just think they're great. But um, uh, guests coming up shortly, Dr. Hedrick Teller, Southern University Band Director of the Human Jukebox. And then, of course, um, Coach Van Petaway and uh, Willer 
Brown. So, this quarterback situation, the transfers in, lost a couple of players. Those are always the moving pieces when you start fall camp. And you have to go through some adversity. But but my eyes and practice told me he was just much. He was really impressed with how uh, Temple, and he was there the last couple couple of years, at least last year. And it was fast, but this year they've they've sped it up even more. So we'll see. Less than a month away, Southern University and the Jaguar Nation in Montgomery, Alabama, to take on Alabama State. What what a way to start the season off. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about the start of the season. I'm really excited about these quarterback competitions that we're going to be hearing about throughout fall camp. Southern one, all corn another. I mean, you got Tyler Macon. And um, I'll be talking with him in the next couple of days. I've reached out to him on social media. You know, I was on the sports zone the other day and uh, uh, with A.D. Drew and uh, Jamie Walker and, and uh, one of the guys from St. Louis, it really kind of broke down the Tyler Macon story, how he came to Alcorn. And I talked to our quarterbacks coach, Jack Phillips, mm-hmm. the other day. And um, he talked, I got an interview with him coming up, just sharing the story in terms of how he made the trip to East St. Louis, Illinois mm-hmm. to get Tyler Macon. For those who might not know, Tyler Macon was on Mizzou's roster last year, played against Georgia last year, and almost beat Georgia. So he really loves the HBCU experience. His family does. Looking forward to really sharing that story and how he got here. It's going to be an interesting battle. I think Tyler Macon so far is number one, even though two days in the camp. Um, Aaron Allen um, is back. He didn't have shoulder surgery. He chose not to. I saw him the other day. And uh, he's he's rehabbing. He chose not to have uh, surgery. So that's going to be an interesting battle there. Jarvion Howard, you know, in the backfield, we got a three-headed monster in the backfield with Jarvion Howard coming off a 250-carry performance last year. Way too many carries. He won't have that many carries this year. Um, so I think, you know, you've got Nico Duffy. Remember Nico Duffy from years past? This little scat back who can really, you know, explode and hit the hole. So I think the ground and pound game will be there. And then you got the dual threat uh, with Tyler Macon. Our offensive line is stout. You got some guys as tall as I am, as big as I am out there. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that rounds out. I think the one issue, though, um, we've lost a couple of receivers. We're young at wide receiver. Usually we've got experience, the Chris Blairs of the world um, and, you know, the Ontario Hunts of the world, experience at that position. We're a little young in that position. So we'll see. We'll see how that rounds out. But I think these quarterback battles are going to be very, very intriguing. You know, Jarvion Howard told me at media day, Jackson State's got a quarterback that he knows from Syracuse that going to be the real deal. And when Jarvion Howard speaks, and he's very well spoken, by the way, a lot of people listen. So I think that's going to be interesting. Who's going to be the quarterback at Jackson State? It's going to be the quarterback at Valley. We'll see. I mean, so I think once we get these questions answered, I think we'll get a chance to put the puzzle together. You know, it's interesting. I, I, I'm listening to you. And um, so it just seems it seems like Macon, he's got the number one position already. The quarterback from last year, it, do you expect him to, 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 to battle? Or it, it's just your, your opinion from what you've seen early. He's he's anointed the number one position at quarterback. I think I think so. Even though Fred McNair and you talk to Elliot Radney, offensive coordinator, you talk to Coach Phillips, the quarterbacks coach, they're not going to verbally say it. That's right. But, 
but 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 here's but here's the thing for me. Mm-hmm. All right, so you've got at least two quarterbacks that have signed NIL deals in this conference. Tyler making it all corn. You got Calvez at Grambling. Now, does that necessarily mean that they're going to start week one? It should. They've signed it, it NIL deals. So is, is the, on one hand, yeah, you got to battle for the, for the position. But on the other hand, if, if they're getting paid and they're the quarterbacks, you would assume, these are just assumptions, that they probably have the edge unless something bad happens, injury or whatever. So I, I, I'm going to say just from a personal perspective, mm-hmm. it's going to be a battle. But I do think that Tyler Macon probably has the edge, but that's just me. Fred McNair is not going to say anything for the next couple of weeks. Going to let it play out. You know, that's the coach speak. We all know that. But if I were to take a guess, if I were to throw a couple of pennies out there on a bet, I would say Tyler Macon right now is number one. He's got the experience. And Aaron Allen, I think that number two spot's going to be a battle for more so than the starting quarterback mm-hmm. position, in my opinion. Yes. Interesting in the chat room. Who do you think? Um, and by the way, Jackson State, Jason Brown, who transferred in, um, he, he's been several places, but his last place was uh, South Carolina. By the way, I saw making uh, footage against uh, Georgia and also Jason Brown footage. Uh, wow. Uh, I want to say it was against Georgia as well. But those are quarterbacks, players that have transferred from. Uh, power five institutions. So I think if we take a poll, and, I, and, and I'm going to see you in the chat room, I'm, I'm going to count on you to, to tell me, what do you think the percentages of quarterbacks are players that come from power five institutions that will start when they transition down or to FCS? Now, here, here is my thing. Not in all cases, but in some a lot of those kids haven't they haven't played a whole lot a lot of times they're not starters at, at the power fives they, they've gotten some spot duties or someone's got injured they've started uh, uh, some games i guess what i'm getting at and i think charles you may agree with this or disagree but and i had talked to doug Williams about this one time you still have to earn it on the field, albeit you're coming from a bigger institution, you always want to see that what that big C word competition. So I hope Allen battles like hell. It's all it's gonna make him better and it's gonna make Macon better. Harold Blood, he's number one coming into fall camp early on. He looks to part, but I hope like hell, Noah Bowden pushes him, iron sharpens iron, then I, I, I want Dylan to push hard. That's going to make everybody better. Those second unit players, push those first unit players. Push them. It's going to make everybody better. Charles, I guess I got that off my chest. Well, I agree. I mean, I absolutely agree. You you, you want to see that competition at every position. Um, and so I, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, you, you talked about name a quarterback that came f- to a swag school from a power five. You can look right to Alcorn. Last year, Aaron Allen transferred mm-hmm. from Louisiana Tech. Was a starting quarterback last year. He, mm-hmm. he got in, he was injured against Grambling. 
And so, you know, we played four quarterbacks last year. Our backup that was going into last season transferred midway through the season. So we had to play the, you know, revolving chairs as far as the quarterback position goes. But that, you know, you you do want to see the competition every day. There's no question about that. And at some point, we a coach will name a starter. I'm just, just in my own opinion, in terms of just the way it's going right now. Because this is, look, this is a big year for Braves football. No, no, George, you said said McNair on several times was not on any pressure. I have, and I am, so I am retreating. Okay. I am retreating. I am retreating. This is a huge year. The Braves nation is up in arms, frustrated. Why? Why? Ticked off. Why? Because the last two seasons have been subpar. The last so- two seasons have been subpar, considering that we won six straight division titles. We want we go from one extreme to the next, and the that last. Mean- couple- yeah, that means nothing, huh? Just throw that out. Whatever. Well, I'm, I'm, just, no, I'm just saying that's it. It, it mm-hmm. is. What have you done for me lately? And and this is what I'm getting all the time. I get it. It's and I think Coach McNair knows this is a big year. It's a big year in a number of ways. Contract extension. This is the last year of the contract. And from a bigger platform, mm-hmm. we're going through an administration change. We have an interim president, interim athletic director. And I'm not saying anything's going to happen, but you cannot discount those dynamics. Mm-hmm. You cannot discount that. Jackson State, I think, realizes that. Ashley Robinson is staying at Jackson State. And even though you got an interim president, they're pony, they ponied up from what I was told. Mm-hmm. And he's staying at Jackson State. Preview, as you mentioned in your headlines, they just hired an athletic director. So you want to keep the continuity in place as best as you can. But there's going to be changes, you know, in every in every situation at Alcorn right now. Interim president, interim AD. You know, you got a football coach in Fred McNair who's wonderful, personality wonderful, and as the overall has done a really good job. I, but the I, last I couple of it. years, it's been difficult. It's been really, really tough, especially, you know, some of the games that we let slip away. And so – it's going to be intriguing. It's going to be interesting. So you want to get back on track. And it's going to be – and the West is wide open. I mean, Southern, Southern's trying to break in a quarterback. We are. You got Calvez at Grambling. You got Body at Texas Southern. You know, UAPB, they're excited with all the home games. We go there on homecoming. It's not going to be easy. But this is a big year. And as someone that's been at the university, that's been in athletics, it's, it's going to be a real challenging year probably one of the most challenging years that we've seen in the 30 years I've been there. New president, interim AD, last two years in football hasn't been great. Fans are a little frustrated, up in arms. Just, it's a lot. And so we got to get, we got to circle the wagons and get this thing pointed back in the right direction. And Fred McNair's body language tells a lot. I think the way he speaks tells a lot. He is focused to get this thing back on track. And it starts the quarterback position. Starts with USM. You know, starts with Stephen F. Starts with mm. McNeese. You know, it, it, I mean, those are going to be three tough games, but we got to get some clarity and some definition, I think, coming out of those three games to see where we are because those three can set the table for what we hope is a good swag season. You notice? Good swag season. Because what I was going to say, 
they could be a better team, but they could start off one and two. They could start off zero and three, although I don't think they will. I think they take care of McNeese. They, they got McNeese at home, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. The first two are going to be tough. Uh, back to McNair, and then we'll move on. Coach McNair, loving the death. Got a chance to talk with him at SWAG Media Day previously. I'll, I'll say this. Some of the things that have affected uh, McNair is not in his control or under his control. It was outside sources. When I say outside sources, but outside of the football program, I keep that in mind. I know some things, not as much as some of the insiders, but I do know some things that affected Coach McNair. And, and and you know what? It looks like he's outlast some of those distractions. So I hope, I wish Coach McNair the best, except when Southern comes to the reservation. If, if he wins um, the rest of the games or actually a, a, another conference loss would help. <laughs> <laughs> it would help, but I, but I, I wish him, I wish him the best, and I understand. And it seems like in the last three years, the fan base has always wanted to win, but now it's, it's, it's like it's sped up tenfold. You know, you actually have a, a year or two almost. Sad to say, you don't have success. Everybody's harping, everybody's chiming in, social media. It's a lot of pressure. So yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you've changed it. Because in the summer you were like, no, it's no pressure. Yeah. Hell, every coach is under pressure. Even the first year coaches now, because it's the climate that we're in now. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, it's just the last couple of years have been tough and just the fan base is just, I mean, they they're behind all corn. They love the Braves, but they wanna, I'm like you, Carlos, they wanna see more. They want to see better. They 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 want that. And look, I'm spoiled just like every other Braves fan. Six straight division titles, celebration bowl appearances, being on TV and all that. That's wonderful. But those days seem like a long time ago when you look at it right now. And we got to figure out a way to get back on track. I think it's going to start early on with our defense. Our defense really came around at the end of last year, really kept Jackson State in a tizzy, um, held them Pretty good. Now we got to build on that until we get our quarterback comfortable. And we'll see whoever that's going to be, whether that's Aaron Allen, whether it's Tyler Macon. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. But it, it's going to be an interesting year. And I, I agree. The pressure on coaches now is, is is higher now than ever. Hugh Jackson, he looked just as cool and comfortable at media day. But I guarantee you, Gremlin Knights are looking for more. Jaguar Nation is looking for more. Braves Nation is looking for more. Texas Southern Nation is looking for more, especially with a third-year quarterback and Andrew Body. We're all looking for more, and and hopefully we will see that, and you know to kind of quiet things down. But right now, there's a lot of angst and anxiety, I think, amongst SWAC fans in general. Florida A&M, hey, the expectation is high there for Willie Simmons. You know, every time you look at Willie Simmons in the offseason, somebody's putting a check in his hand, twenty-five thousand dollars, fifty. You know, different alumni groups. There's pressure uh-huh. there too, and I love Willie Simmons, but the expectations are high too. So that's what's going to make this year really uh, maddening, I think, exciting, uh-huh. anxious for everybody, and we just have to follow the ebbs and flows of it. 
overall, expectations are high across the board. Speaking of expectation, our first guest of today's show, we're going to take a break, and we're going to probably introduce him, uh, Dr. Taylor. Here's a guy that meets expectations every year. He doesn't let the pressure get to him. He's a, <laughs> he's a CEO of the human jukebox, and I'm going to give it the proper term. I like to put digital in there, but I've explained that for years. We're going to visit with him next after this quick timeout. You're watching the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. I'm returning to Clinton, Paris, and Tampa's my community. I grew up here, went to school here, and my wife and I make our home here. What makes Tampa special are its people. So when I represent someone injured in my community, it's personal. Call my office and speak to a real lawyer and not some referral service. I will fight the insurance companies to get the settlement that you deserve. At the law office of Clinton, Paris, we take the pain out of being hurt. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Let's face it, shopping for insurance can be time consuming. That's why when it comes to your auto, home, and life insurance needs, make things simple and trust the experts at Allstate. They will help you get the coverage that fits your needs while helping you bundle your life, home, and auto policies. Bundling saves you money, sure, but it also saves you time so you can enjoy the things that matter most even more. Contact me, Tammy Haynes, your local agent, for a free personalized insurance quote. Allstate, are you in good hands? From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus 
personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Coles Brown Show. I want to tell you about a proud sponsor of the Coles Brown Show, uh, the Blue and Gold Centric Club. They are proud supporters of Jaguar Athletics. The Blue and Gold Club will have first-class bus trips to all of Southern University away football games. Travel with the Blue and Gold Club to Montgomery, Alabama on September the 2nd for only $165, which include game tickets and refreshments. Parents of Southern University football players receives a special, special discount. For more information, call Craig Pierre at 225-324-7234. That's Craig Pierre at 225-324-7234. The Blue and Gold Century Club, a proud sponsor of the Carlos Brown Show. Uh, we're making the transition to uh, get Dr. Taylor uh, on on the show. We're getting him ready in at backstage, and um, we'll let you know when we have him ready to talk with us. But I, one of the things I know I'm going to talk with uh, uh, Dr. Taylor about it is just his love of what he does. I mean, and also congratulations, a doctoral degree. Now, thus, we call him Dr. Taylor uh, now. Um, in the chat room, good morning, good afternoon to everybody. Uh, boy, Charles, they're going at it. I see, uh, I see it. Hot and heavy again. <laughs> what I'm are just... we doing, Carl? Are we, are, are, are we causing a, 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 a social media a, a chat room riot here? Something It's just it's going back and forth. Well, it's usually the cast of Southern versus Jackson State fans. But now, you know, you add in FAMU, a mix of it. And, and, and I just love it. You know, yeah. all of their fans, they're passionate about their institutions. And as we've often said, HBCUs are still relevant today. They are needed, and they are going to be needed in 
the future. So we got to make sure that they're financially uh, well. Uh, we got to make sure that um, you continue to improve and increase enrollment. And then, uh, Charles, as we we wait on um, Dr. Taylor, you look in the collegiate landscape. You know, there's there's been movements. Teams are leaving conferences, joining conferences. Teams that have left institutions that have left the conference, then the the, the, the conferences are struggling to now to find some someone else. Collegiate landscape has changed again, and it's forever changing. And uh, wow, it, it it makes you think. Well, will we see that trickle down to HBCUs? Will there be movement? And then also, I read a good article. By HBCU game day, the SWAC versus the MIAC in the Celebration Bowl. We know what that record is. And even in the SWAC MIAC challenge, in, in, in the article, I had a friend say, oh, it sounds like excuses. The SWAC has a championship game. Then they go to the bowl game. The MIAC doesn't have a championship game. And so they're rested, and they have plenty of time to get ready. But as you can see, We've got Dr. Kedrick Taylor in the building. Dr. Taylor, do you need a, another minute or so, or are you ready to go? Well, I was going to uh, I'm gonna prop this up real quick, but uh, you can go ahead uh, if you don't mind me moving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't mind. Yes, sir. Um, we were talking about you earlier about uh, expectations and, and dealing with high expectations. When we talk about the human jukebox, it's always high expectation. But uh, the love of what you do, CEO, band director of, of the human jukebox, talk about that passion and love to be able to, 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 to rule, to run, to be the CEO of, of the band. Well, you know, most people see the uh, Southern University human jukebox and they think it's like a light switch. Uh, like we just show up and it disappear. Um, but man, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I guess it's my passion and my pride. Uh, but I don't sleep much. Um, I think no none come to a sleep, but a dream. <laughs> uh, I've so heard, um, I've heard that I always before. Tell the, yeah, I always tell the students, you know, proper planning prevents uh, piss poor performance. Uh, when you properly plan, uh, you know, you don't wait to pre prepare. You come prepared. Um, and that's with any organization. That's one of the things that I loved about Dr. Griggs. He didn't just teach us music. I think he taught more life skills than he did music. Because uh, mm -hmm. if you learn those life skills, there's nothing in this world that you can't accomplish or can't attain. So as it relates to the legacy of the human jukebox, most people don't understand why the band has been consistent for many years. It's a blueprint. And all you have to do is be innovative and creative to add to that blueprint. The, uh, the the basis of it is already there. So being the leader is not an easy task, but we make it look easy because when people see it, it looks like a well oiled machine. Uh, so I definitely say that we don't have an off season. Um, in the fall, of course, we have football games, we have battle bands and things like that. In spring, we are doing the educational side, which, you know, with sports is for football, is like lifting weights and still staying, you're getting your body right. So we do the educational side. Uh, more so in the spring. And so we also recruit. Um, 
It used to be a time when Dr. Greg said, I don't have to recruit. They're going to come to me. Well, <laughs> uh, you sound like him. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. That was my guy. Uh, but uh, the crazy thing is, man, you know, these students acting like first round draft picks now. Oh, <laughs> mm. uh, man. They want the kitchen sink and everything. And it's like, you know, you want to uphold a legacy. And you, you don't want to have a mindset like, you know, like we don't want them or don't need them because we, we won't have an organization without them. So we um, we started going out recruiting uh, because you got to go out and get what you want. And uh, also offering other students opportunity because a lot of students don't believe that they can make it in the new and jukebox. So we recruit all all spring. And now right now we're getting everybody in school and making sure they had their aid and make sure they have classes and housing and all those things. So when you move them on campus, it's a smooth transition for them. Uh, because you go out there and recruit these students, you don't want to leave them out to dry and, you know, they're not learning these things in high school anymore. So the music part, you have to find that passion to go get it done because, you know, you still got to perform. So that's a lot of logistics stuff that we have to do that a lot of people don't even know about that we do. Um, but we do it because we care. Um, I don't want to bring a student to the campus and tell them to find a, find a way and get, find a way to find your financial aid or something like that. So I'm going to connect them. Uh, we're going to go with them and walk them over there so they don't feel alone, so they know that you care. Uh, so that's one of the biggest things I think with us. We have a chemistry like none other. Uh, I know every student in the band. I know their names. Uh, you know, I know them by the way they act. So I know them. So it's like when you know who you are and know what you're working with, it's easy to prepare for that. Um, and that's why when they everyone see us, they don't realize it's a family. Um, it's a family like none of. That's why current uh, alum and former alum, they act the way they do over the band because it's the family and we all are one. So that song, you know, when I wrote many years ago, we are one sticks very hard and then describes who we are as the Southern University band. We can all uh, go up higher together, um, divided we fall, together we rise, divided we fall. So we know we, we keep that principle of like building chemistry with one another, just like any championship team. You don't start training uh, in camp. If you start training in camp nine times out of 10, you're going to get your face knocked off because, uh, Somebody else is going to work just as hard as you, but uh, I just got a motto. It's nobody's going to outwork me. Uh, I don't care what it is. Nobody's going to outwork me. Nobody's going to uh, put more work into it. And you might be more talented, but the work, that's a, that's a self thing. That's a uh, hmm. thing that you have to possess on your own. So um, that's something that we teach our students. And if they had that mentality going in the world, nothing can stop you. It, it sounds like it's, it's a parallel. Uh, sports in the band, same, same thing. You talked about recruiting. You talk about all year, off season, in season, re recruiting. That's it. It's it, it's a year round thing. And you talk about dedication and and passion. Uh, by the way, uh, Dr. Griggs would be proud. Dr. Taylor, congrats on um, furthering your education and doctoral degree. Congratulations. Um, no problem. The band of Southern University, the human jukebox, the brand. You guys have to go out. Uh, I understand you get funding, but you got to go out and, and get more. And because the human jukebox is world renowned, you go out and have competitions. But talk about just the, the, the brand and how important it is to continue to brand yourself wow that's that big word um i think a lot of people miss that uh branding mm -hmm. um 
I'm not crazy as to who we are. Um, I know that this band is so much bigger than myself and anybody who's ever passed through it. Um, the brand of Southern University Band is huge. Uh, you'll be amazed uh, what well, people won't even know the school, but they know the band. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, just knowing that, like, you got to know your worth. So it, I know a lot of people get uh, upset with me because we can't do all events. You know, every event don't cause for to have the Southern University human jukebox. And it's not being arrogant, but it's just knowing your brand. You're mm -hmm. not going to have a, a top celebrity come to a hole in the wall. You know, you, you set a nice platform for them to be on because of their what? Their brand. Um, and I think when you think about the Southern University uh, human jukebox, that brand alone speaks for itself. Um, you, you go to any company in Baton Rouge and they know who that band is. Um, you go anywhere in the South, they know who that band is. And crazy, the band is international. Um, I have someone from Germany send me messages saying, man, I watched all the videos and this is, I, I, I can't wait to see you guys live. You know, so just knowing that and getting the opportunity to say, hey man, there are things and resources that we need. Uh, man, if I told you how much it costs for this band to travel, you'll be amazed. Um, we went just to LSU and just for meals and transportation, it was $12,000. That mm. wasn't even 10 miles up the road. Right. But, so just think about going out of state. Yeah. Man, to go to Jacksonville Wait, this year is going to cost us $100,000. So mm. when most people say, oh, well, the band got money, to to you, the band got money because if that was in your, your own bank account, yeah, that's money. But to move uh, the amount of students we have in the band, it's a, it's a lot of money. So when it comes to branding, we go out and talk to companies and let them know that, hey, guys, having the Southern University brand attached to your brand, you it can work wonders. Uh, when people see us wear a certain type of brands and clothing, they automatically get more business. Like we started uh, with this uh, company called Conselmum. They've been our partners for many years now. It's a relationship, now we're more so friendship. So it's like the things we're able to get from Conselmum, uh, it's amazing. I, I couldn't even tell you, but we have the resources now to have new instruments and we put replenishing them by having that relationship um but in the event you see a lot of other schools wearing with the same brand that southern university have because hmm. just knowing the power in your school and the way your band presents itself when we go out and uh perform i will not change those standards i know the world is changing i know people say well man you know we can free yourself let you wear your hair you how you want wear your clothes how you want because but that's not how the world see it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, when they see Southern University band, they see clean cut. We teach our students to tuck your shirt in. Don't wear earrings on interviews, you know. Dr. Greg said you need a black, a blue, and a gray suit. That's professional for business attire. So people take you serious when they see you present yourself in a manner which you say, okay, yeah, he's a professional. Um, and I, I think that with that mindset, more people want to, to give into the program by seeing the brand us upholding upkeeping those high standards um then that standard is a standard of excellence the product of hard work and extra effort a lot of people work hard but do they give that extra effort the hmm. extra effort is going to create the difference between acceptable and outstanding so that's the difference in the southern university band and everybody else most people say well our band you know we loud yeah but that southern band is not a, a loud band we are very attention to detail most people see a picture i see the details in the picture which separates the difference between acceptable and outstanding. So a lot of times you see other bands and they were like, oh, they band good. Yeah, they good, but they're not subversive. You know, so it's like 
going to Ruth Chris Steakhouse versus going to Outback. Hey, everybody got their preference, but you know, <laughs> you know quality um, any day. So I, I think the quality is what we know about our brand. Our brand is the quality is what separates us from everybody else. Um, and, and it's been consistent for many years. Sometimes you'll see a band up and down, up and down. This band has been consistently good. Um, and, and if anybody who knows this band, they, they can't deny it. They'll say, hey, one day we know we might not beat y'all band, but you know, but in knowing that, they don't know it takes a lot of work to do that. So it ain't like we just wake up and say, oh, we just know we good. No, we put the work in. Uh, again, nobody's going to outwork us. Uh, while everybody is sweet, we're still working. Even when we're not moving, we're working because we studying. We seeing what what it is that people like. What would like people like to see? Um, and music is the art of feeling. You need music for everything. So mm. that band is game changing. It's life changing. It's, it's even spiritual because even when you're down and out, man, that that band can save your life. So many students have said the band has saved my life. Um, so to me, I don't take that lightly because God put you on a platform to do a job and and you have a purpose. And you got to fulfill that purpose by not making excuses for what you don't have. And you got to go out and get it. That's why we go out and find money and resources to pour into our young people because they are our future. We're visiting with Dr. Kendrick Taylor, uh, Southern University uh, band director. And, um, you know, in the sports world, we say a team takes on the personality of the coach. Once again, compare and contrast parallel. We see that with you, uh, your band, how you are uh, communicating and talking about things that are important. We can see your band takes on the attributes uh, of you. We talked about branding. We talked about the human uh, jukebox support. I know former band members help out i see them on social media uh talking about it um what other besides your performance outside you know the football games and the pep bands how does your support do you need more besides what you guys are doing to help support yourselves man we um i you know i i never like to complain um I, I always say if you be thankful over the small, you'll get blessed with the big. Uh, but um, man, we this is gonna this year is gonna be one of our biggest programs we've had in a long time. Um, and I always tell the students if you invest in yourself, somebody else will invest in you. Um, you know, nobody knows what you're doing. And I, I don't like the social media era we in now because most people like to post what they're doing now. Like mm-hmm. if I'm working, I'm not gonna let the person on the side of me who's my competition know that I'm working. <laughs> So, yeah. hey, that's a story for another day. I'll leave that alone. But uh, which is why when we show things, we're just showing the parents that that child because they don't get to see them in camp. So we do that for mm-hmm. because we know that's the air we in, but that's how the world is moving now. It's more going towards everything is digital. Um, and when people are capturing their camps and things like that now, it's more so because your social media platform helped build those uh what word I want to say, uh, your platform to where businesses can see mm-hmm. the value. So our social media uh, is based on for our companies that we want to show that, hey, look, this is what we have. If you, you know, help us get this, then blah, blah, you know. So as mm-hmm. a resource standpoint, we need so much. Um, our students, um, we can't give any full scholarship to anybody. 
Um, most students come to Southern University because they want to be in that band. Uh, it's not because we were paying their tuition. It's not because we're, you know, and that's my goal. It's like, man, these students work too hard for the university for us not to find ways to help them because they invested in themselves. They sacrificed so much. We go to, we go into every football game this year. I know people wondering, is the band going here? Is the band going here? Because they're not going unless the band going. But they don't realize these students still have to go to class. Mm-hmm. They still have to practice. So they really don't have no life and they still have to stress about paying their tuition. And as a director who cares, that bothers me because your student's mental health is important. And man, last semester we had so many students mentally just ready to leave, just wanted to give up on life. All because they had issues like having to try to pay their tuition, having to go to class and complete these assignments, uh, just having to deal with everyday life. And I mean, that's tough. And, you know, we lost three students um, to a car accident. Yes. And not only that, we had two students that died that people didn't know about, you know, from death that we don't speak about. But that's took, taking a major toll on our students. So when you talk about what we need, we need, um, and, I, and we've been working on it, getting it for the students when they come back, but they need counseling. Uh, the mental health, uh, I don't know if y'all noticed, but a lot of athletes saying, you know, I got to get this up because of my mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh, this the world we in today is not like it was back in the day, and I'm not gonna say we didn't have mental health problems back in the day. We just we were so scared to say we did because our parents might might I'm gonna beat it out you. <laughs> but uh, we just didn't have those challenges like they are faced with today. Um, and the mental capacity for them is it, a lot for them. And just hearing them firsthand is like, man, I thought I was just gonna be dealing with music, man. I don't remember coming to Dr. Grizz. I was telling him, uh, Doc. I just don't think I'm gonna make it for to tomorrow. And it's like, what? Really? So, yeah. These things, it's go beyond just the financial uh, aspect. It's a, a mental health part. Our counselors at the university are swamped. Uh, you know, just having it's like we we it's like we colleagues to the point where they, we work in the same apartment because we all wow. have a phone with one another trying to make sure that before these students could perform that they mentally okay to even show up. You know, mm. and I commend them because they they continue to come. I commend them because they take my advice and say, listen, let me help you. And by them doing that and allowing me to speak into them and tell them, hey, you're going to make it. I know it seems hard, but at your breaking point, it's going to be your breakthrough. That's when you're going to get through. And that's life. But to know that they're dealing with it in college, when we they told us college is going to be your fun of time, and to know that they're dealing with life right now in college is very, very huge. So for the director, um, I carry that home with me. So it's hard for me to sleep knowing that I have students that are not okay mentally, not alone just in class and playing an instrument, um, the mental aspect. So, you know, just getting help for that that part, um, to me, it, it speaks volume because without them, we have no band program. So um, I put a huge emphasis on that this year. Uh, we have a lot more people hands on deck, um, you know, the churches, um, mental counselor um we have all kind of people that's going to help aid us in that process because hey that's our my ministry but you know <laughs> um you, you you know you have to get people that can help you in those aspects so i definitely would say that portion of it is something that we definitely need more than anything and facilities of course we need all of that we busting out of the band room we're in now the band is growing um retention is getting better because i put an emphasis on academics we're not going to just get you to come here and march in the band and go home. No, you're going to come and get a degree. 
So I encourage the students and post them on my social media when they graduate to encourage them to let them know, hey, this is the goal. And our goal ain't to, to, to be in, in the Southern Band and just go home and say, I was in the band and wear your T-shirt everywhere. No, you need to make sure you get that degree. So we putting an emphasis on academics as well. Boy, it's, it's like Dr. Griggs is still here. When I'm listening to you, I see Dr. Griggs. Charles? Yeah, I mean, uh, Dr. Taylor, I mean, that's a great point. You talk about the mental health because we're coming through COVID-19. And I have been saying this ever since COVID. You know, we got through it, but the, the repercussions of it is going to be the mental health. That bill is still yet to be paid and it's still coming due. And so the point that you brought up there is really hits home because that's the side that we, you know, we see the, the, um, the, the health part of it, but the mental health, that's the most uh, important thing. So it, it's a great point there. And that's something that, that we're all still dealing with, especially young, young people. Um, I want to ask you about the band, you know, the bands today, you know, you, you talked about Dr. Griggs, you know, the old band directors, you know, the Dr. Griggs, uh, uh, the Sam Griffins of the world, you know, the old time band. Talk about how bands have evolved over time in terms of playing the stuff that people want to hear, because that's that's a challenge now. I mean, because as you know, you know, people, some people won't go to games unless the band is there. And you talk about how your band's going to every game. That's a conversation. We can have a whole nother show about that because I know <laughs> all nights, one of the first things they want to know is the sounds of dynamite coming. Are they coming to Texas Southern? Are they coming to Prairie View? We know they're coming to Southern because it's close, Grambling. But just, just talk about band shows and how it's evolved and, and the challenge of having to put together a, a show that's pleasing to, to, to our fans. Well, I will definitely tell you this. It is much more difficult. Um, I haven't completed not one show. Um, usually I have all our shows completed. I put way, way more thought into it because we have gotten spoiled as fans. I'm going to still say I'm a fan because I graduated from Southern University, so I know how important it is to sit in the audience and say, look, the band got to entertain us. We losing at halftime. Somebody got to lift us up to get us back in the game. Uh, but I always tell people that the Saints don't have a band. You know, but I'm going to leave that alone. But anyway, uh, <laughs> the, the challenge the challenge for us is um, new school. That's not a lot of good music out anymore. Because mm. not a lot of yeah, it's not a lot of good music. I, I, I tell the students, don't bring me that stuff. Mm. Everything. Is, <laughs> I'm like, man, I can't understand one word they say. <laughs> and so you bringing me this to write this is like, okay, yeah, the the instrument is close to the human voice, but. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, you know, melodically, nobody's going to understand that. Um, so I, I think that's where the band has changed a lot. Um, people are, and I hope I don't offend anybody, but um, I'm just being honest. I, I believe in paying homage to people like the Dr. Griggs, the Lawrence Jackson, uh, people that, that, that actually paid their dues. You know, nowadays they're calling people goats and they just started. Mm. Like, man, don't, don't call me no goat. I'm, no, I'm not a goat. I've been working hard and carrying on the legacy. Um, you know, and I think people uh, are forgetting that you got to pay your dues before anybody. For, what have you done and contributed to music education to say that you a GOAT? Um, and I think nowadays people just want that self-glorification on the internet um, and they want to be internet famous uh, more so than worrying about the actual product itself. Um, and I would say that's the biggest change 
Um, Dr. Griggs didn't go out telling everybody that he was an icon when he first got there. His work mm-hmm. spoke for him. So mm-hmm. quite naturally, by the time I got to Southern, you know, we looked at him as a celebrity, but he was a people person. He was a showmanship. Um, you know, and when you think about the other directors, they were the same, man. They let their work speak for them. And that's the part that I have with social media nowadays that it's no way you can go live in class showing yourself teaching if you're really teaching. Hmm. Let that sink in. Let it, let it sink. I had to pause for mm-hmm. a moment. Mm-hmm. I tell the students all the time, I'm like, how, what I look like saying, look at me, we in practice right now. We getting ready. <laughs> no, that's not, that's not authentic. Yeah. I mean, I'm just being honest. That, mm-hmm. that's, the biggest, that's the biggest difference. We're putting emphasis on showing the world what we're doing based on what our presentation is. Like, you don't know we're working by our presentation. Uh, you know, a lot of times I'm like, I'm not going to show somebody I'm writing music. Yeah, I'm working. I'm not going to let you know that. <laughs> but you're going <laughs> to know I've been working when you hear the product itself. Yeah. And I think that's what's going on nowadays. Instead of people actually doing the work, they're trying to show the work. And you're trying to capture a moment instead of living in the moment. That's another one. I'm gonna let that sink in for you. They capturing moments that you're supposed to live in that moment. And that's what I think the social media area has done to the bands today. Because now it's putting us on a platform where people could go live and we don't even been to perform yet. And they live, all right, the band getting ready. They standing by the bus. It's almost like you're mm-hmm. in performance mode, even in your, your practice now. As it relates when we were, it's no element of surprise anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's just telling everything. So it's like now it's like when you get that, now, now you got to have something new because we've already saw that in your practice. So it's like, what are you going to do new? And I think when we were in the band, nobody, we performed maybe three, four shows the entire year. And the fans loved it. When we go to other places, they never seen it in there. I mean, house out every time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Doc could do some things three, four years in a row and people still loved it, you know? Um, and it's like nowadays, people want to see us do something new every time they see us. With wow. less with less music, <laughs> mm. we write more songs, but there's less music being you know produced these days. And I mean, I don't even listen to the radio anymore because everything sounds the same. Well, you I know, I, I tell the student, I describe it like this. I say, man, it's just like putting hot sauce on everything on your plate. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's a good one. I'm going to have to remember that one. That's <laughs> excellent. Because, because uh, Dr. Taylor, I'm more of a '80s, '90s, and, and I understand I, I was in that time. But some of the best performances that I've witnessed in in my few years, <laughs> it's <laughs> being able to the nickname, the jukebox, put the money in the jukebox, and you can play every song. You got a list right there on the jukebox. To me, that is talent. Some bands are known for one song or two, but how about a whole plethora? I can go from the 70s, 80s, 90s, but anyway, let me not rant. Yeah. <laughs> but that, 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 was, that was the point, uh, uh, Dr. Taylor. I, I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, Chuck in the, in the chat room says you don't have to let your actions speak. Your works show. You don't have to speak about how great I am. Your works. Let your works show. Yeah, I say that all the time. May the works I do speak for me and not me speak for the works that I do. Well, with that said, we're going to wrap it up in a few minutes here. Um, we appreciate the time, Dr. Taylor. Um, no problem. 
band competition. And, and boy, on social media, here we go again, social media, it gets hot and heavy. National competitions. Uh, now the uh, uh, Celebration Bowl. Mr. Grant <laughs> comes out with now a band competition. I guess that has changed a lot. Say 10, 15 years ago, you didn't have all these competitions, but now that's the way, uh, that's what we're living in now. Your, your thoughts on, on all of these uh, national competitions? I think it's going to be great for the um, publicity um, and it's going to be great for notoriety. Oh, there you go. Uh, for the platform, but a Southern University band doesn't need that um, because mm -hmm. Southern band has been on all those platforms many years. Uh, you know, Grambling bands uh, definitely been on platforms based on Eddie Robertson putting them there. Uh, Jackson State, Motown, bands, FAMU, the, the bigger schools, all of those schools, they don't need that notoriety. People know those mm -hmm. bands already because they perform nationally, internationally already. Um, it's the smaller schools that, you know, people may not have known that this would be an awesome experience for them. And they'll capitalize more on it, more so than your bigger schools. Mm -hmm. Being the fact that it's going to put way more pressure on us because it's a, a judge competition. You got people from different schools of thoughts. Um, mm, good point. You know, um, and I'm going to use football because I'm a football fanatic. Uh, and I heard you guys talking about, uh, you know, the battles earlier. But coaches even uh, survey things differently. Like, I can remember one year Nick Saban was, and also uh, Les Miles when he was at LSU, they they was, it was that championship game where it was just pound for pound, just power, right? Everybody was, now on the West Coast, they was sling, gun slinging. Now uh -huh. all of a sudden, <laughs> everybody is throwing the ball more than they run it. Trend. But, but you know, you were taught that, hey man, if you can run the football, you're gonna win the ball game. Cause if you could control the clock, keep the, uh, the ball out the other team's hand. So there are different ways to score the ball. There are different ways everybody score the ball. Now, now it's going to be your opinion of how we scoring the ball. It's going to be your uh, a panel's mm -hmm. opinion of your organization, which, you know, everybody got a different school of thought. And that don't mean it's good. It don't mean it's bad. It's just your way. And I think every college band has their way of doing bands. Mm -hmm. And so I think when you say we're going to judge it, it's based on a panel of people who, you know, it's their school of thought. So you might have a guy from FAM. FAM got a different school of thought from Southern University. Mm -hmm. um, Dr. Grace was a different animal, and I'm sure a lot of people didn't forget that. I <laughs> witnessed it myself uh, when Doc tells some people, hey, it'll stop hurting after Sunday. And I didn't realize what he was talking about until he said, you heard what I told him. And I said, yeah, Doc, you told that man he was going to stop hurting after Sunday. I'm like, what, you going to hit him or something? He said, no, once we, once we tears up, he going <laughs> so, <laughs> so you got to remember, that's a lot of people still upset about that. <laughs> oh. He told him he was going to do. So, you know, a lot of people don't like Southern Band now uh, because the band has been great for many years. Uh, fans have an appreciation. You got to, there's not a battle of bands without Southern Band now. So, knowing that you know the band is a great entertaining aspect of 
um, HBCU, any venue they go to. Oh, we went to the Lakers arena. No band has ever performed for the Lakers, right? Mm-hmm. This is when Kobe Bryant and his daughters died. I'll never forget it. I didn't film it because I was in the moment. I can always remember it because I was in the moment. Him speaking to our student. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a, that was legendary. Uh, so for me, it's like no other band has performed in uh, L.A. arena. So therefore, another director really can't judge the Southern band based on what they see because the fans love it. It's a, it, Dr. Greg said you got to educate and entertain. The way we entertain might not be the way that another band entertain, but I know we've done a great job of entertaining over the years because we might not be your best favorite, but we're going to always be in the conversation. Wow. Melanie says, oh, man, performing for Kobe. <laughs> um, go ahead, quick one, because we're, we're running. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, with this band competition, this band challenges, John Grant uh, corrected me on. There's obviously some financial, so financials involved. You know, whoever wins that, you know, what, what does that ramp up? I know you said your game gets ramped up anyway. Does it ramp it up a little bit more, knowing that these bands are going to be ranked week to week? You could make the final four, you could make the finals in Atlanta, and there's some financial compensation. You talked about the financial challenges. Does that ramp up the pressure even more, knowing that this is going to be even more so out there than it was before? Well, for me, um, I, I don't want to sound arrogant. Like I always say, uh, we know better than our last performance. So we always try to be better and better every time we perform. Um, we, our competition is ourselves. We don't compete against other people. So our competition is our, ourselves. So just even with the financial portion of it, I don't. we don't worry about that portion because, I mean, we still want to be the best, no matter what, even if there wasn't no money involved. Um, but it, it does put an extra uh, social media uh, aspect out there because people mm-hmm. believe what they see on social media nowadays. So I, I will say uh, we're going to be on, on our stuff uh, for sure. Um, I promise you, we don't, we don't think that we're not going to, uh, we're going to be mindful of it. So it's still some, some stuff. The reason why they haven't put the details out there, cause they still trying to get it together. Because if mm-hmm. you think about it, I'm like, I had to tell them, I'm like, Hey man, y'all judging major rich. We don't have major rich. We just have dancing dogs. You know, that shouldn't <laughs> be a part. That shouldn't be a part of your score. You know, and I like, fam, you don't have dancers. They got flags. Mm-hmm. You know, so that shouldn't be a part of their school. We have one drum major versus everybody else got multiple, five, six. You know, how would you go? How you gonna base that category? So it's some still questions um, to make it fair across the board. So that's why you know, if it's if, if I know the criteria and I know what what it is we have to do to get there, oh, we're gonna be there. We're gonna be there because we we gonna do what it takes to get there. Um, so it's not going to be weekly week. You send in three shows and I'm like, Hey, we going to every game versus a school that don't travel, that don't have a travel budget. That's mm-hmm. only going to do three games. So they put their whole everything in them three games versus we got to spread out stuff throughout the whole season. You know, Charles, Dr. Taylor, I'm going to bring it back to sports, but compare, you know, in the FBS playoffs, there's always somebody disappointed. You got this. What's the criteria? Somebody feels that they're left out. Some that are left out says some who got in shouldn't be. I kind of can see all of this playing out in this band competition. And I'll sit back because I'm not an expert. I won't be a judge and I'll just sit back and um, (laughs) see how it works out. But I'm not going to be objective here. To me, it doesn't matter who wins it. 
in my heart, in my book, it's going to be always the human jukebox. And I wanted to put digital in there because Dr. Taylor said years ago, it's like the volume on the stereo. But, you know, on the stereo, you turn it up, the higher you go, it gets distorted. Southern band is not like that. You turn it Come up, on it's, it's still clarity. And it's still you don't lose that clarity. Uh, that's uh, what I'm talking about. That's, that, that's the key right there. See that, like you, my man. I, I, I <laughs> Most people say, "Oh, but Southern band just loud." No, indeed. <laughs> no, oh, look at that, boy! I, I know the season's about to start. We almost wish we, we could go another hour. I see my colleague. Dr. Cavill had a question, Brian Fulford, he, but he has a prediction. He's a FAMU graduate. The Marching 100 in the jukebox in the championship. Then the sonic boom of the South. Oh, but the South of Dynamite. dynamite. <laughs> let, it's let funny, though, man, because that, uh, huh? that that competition uh, back in the day used to be crazy um, with uh, – with uh, Dr. White and uh, Dr. Griggs, uh, man. That, so it goes back many, many, many years. You know, I told this story. I've never been really physically intimidated. That's a better word to use. <laughs> Only a couple of people, Marino Kassim, Jewel Promise, Mama Jaguar, when she was like, radio man, come here. I literally froze. <laughs> and Dr. Griggs, a, a great soul. You don't want to get on the feel the wrath. I felt the wrath a couple of times from Dr. Griggs. That's another person who intimidated, if you're not careful. Dr. Tell, appreciate the time. We could thank you so much for having me on. We could go on a long time, but um, best of luck to the jukebox. Uh, if in closing, if you want to give us uh, some information about uh, the jukebox, something that's coming up, social oh, media, cool. how they can follow the band. Yes, most definitely. Oh, man. We, um, we in the National Battle of the Bands uh, August the 26th in Houston, Texas. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Um, we getting ready now. And I got to throw out there, guys, we the last band to start band camp. But I guarantee by the time we start performing, you ain't gonna be able to tell. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we gonna we got we starting uh, tomorrow actually uh, with our freshmen coming in uh, on the sixth and our other class on the thirteenth. But uh, we perform on the sixteenth. I mean the twenty sixth, which is not the same amount of time we normally have, but it's gonna be alright. Uh, but we have a, a national ballot band coming up, and we're going to every game this year. So for all the fans asking and wondering. Will the band be at the game? We will be there. So get your tickets. We got to pack our monthly. We got to go back and uh, finish this season strong. Uh, we left some, some screws undone last year. So I, I got faith that we're going to get back to the promised land. Uh, um, I've been keeping up with all the recruits we have. So the band will be there to support. So definitely come to all the games. Don't pick a game to come to. Come to all of them. Uh, we need you all in the place to cheer on the uh, team and root them on the victory. Don't just depend on the band. We need a Jaguar Nation, as we always say, to be in the place. Um, so we definitely are looking forward to uh, going to Alabama State and all the rest of the game. So um, please come out, support the students. They'll love to see you there. And um, I'm excited. I haven't been this pumped up about a season in a long, long time. So that might be a little scary for the other bands. So thank you also for having me on. Um, and we look forward to uh, 
being back in the future. Oh, that one quick thing, because you get a lot of uh, text messages when they you have a guest on that everyone loves. Carlos, could you ask Dr. Taylor, could they play soul to soul if we beat Jackson? If we beat Jackson. Wait a minute. <laughs> Bring it up, Dr. Taylor. All you got to do is say the Jackson State Sonic Boom of the South. Uh, it's on. But anyway, that was it. Soul, <laughs> soul to soul. Could you play it if we beat Jackson? Man, we can play anything. Um, you stick a quarter in the jukebox, you can play anything. Um, we're going to probably have to create a, a platform where we can get a lot of song requests because. Uh, we played so much music. Uh, last year we played over a hundred some songs. People don't even know we played that many songs. Uh, but there's no other band playing that kind of music. Even when I was in the band, we didn't play that many songs. But that's one of the differences of today. You gotta keep up with time, and if you want people to continue to watch you and follow you, you definitely gotta move with time. And that's one of the, um, um, so Charles, you was asking what was the biggest difference, man. Just having to put on new performances. When we pile that money to go see Beyonce, she gonna put that same show on and make a lot of money. <laughs> mm -hmm. As opposed to when we see the jukebox, all right, what y'all got new for us? It's like what? <laughs> we just, <laughs> uh, but um, just to, you know, to that point, man. You know, everybody follow our social media pages. We on every platform. Uh, we on Facebook, SU Human Jukebox. We on Instagram. We on Twitter. We even got a TikTok now. So if you want to follow the band um, and keep up with what we have going on, all our performance schedules are on there as well as uh, the things that we're doing throughout the week so we'll definitely encourage you all to follow those pages and encourage the students along the way when you see them if you see a band member just tell them how awesome they are for being a part of the band you never know how much those words go far with these students so just keep encouraging them in there and i'll disguise the limit and guess what the best is yet to come boy charles i feel like i've been to church on saturday <laughs> with, with this conversation because at the end of the day you just feel good if, if you're a, a fam unite a jackson state an all corn night yeah you still yeah. feel good because the band is and all that it presents it helps the atmosphere of hbcu football it does. Man, the crazy thing is, we are all friends. We talk, all, all of the directors. Um, I kind of suspected that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all talk. Most people think we enemies, but we all talk. <laughs> Just like the coaches, you know, they talk as well. But uh, um, the fans, you know, want to put you against them. But, man, those guys are faced with the same challenges as well. Um, right. Everybody got their challenges. So, man, keep all of our, all these guys, you know, in mind when you're thinking about that because it's not easy out here. Um, most people think these jobs are easy. Most people see you on those platforms and they see you on the cameras and on social media and they think, oh, they celebrities. No, we're not. Maybe regular people that got regular people problems. <laughs> just, just, on a, just on a bigger stage. <laughs> That's so, right. Man, but, but thank you for having me on. I know we, our time is limited, man. You got to bring us back and uh, definitely be be mindful of what's about to come for this human jukebox. We, we're excited about this group coming in. Um, then we got a great group of students. And uh, we're just excited about this season. So um, looking forward to some great things uh, from the whole entire HBCU community because we're still raising the bar to let them know that no matter where you come from, you can be successful. So um, right. we all got to stick together. So thank you all again. Thank you, uh, Dr. Taylor. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And let the congregation say amen Ra. <laughs> amen. We're going to take a timeout. Long overdue. Coach Petaway is waiting. We're waiting for Willa Brown. He's probably in the waiting room. But sometimes when you're doing these type of interviews and talking with uh, a 
person that has really got the flow going and is saying some good things, you go with the flow. Take a time out. You're watching the Carlos Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network. Time to call a credit repair company to fix my credit. Hold the phone, man. You can do it yourself with Credit Versio. That's way too hard. Call the credit repair company. Most credit repair companies only work on one or two accounts at a time, making it slow and expensive. You won't figure that out for months. <laughs> Ignore him. Credit Versio's brilliant software scans all three credit bureaus, finds the accounts that are hurting your score, and guides you through the entire process. Anyone can do it. Let's fast forward and see the results. Wow, I fixed my own credit and saved hundreds. You can do this. Visit creditversio.com. T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden & Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you, got, you guys do for us. talking about look I, i'm ready to get up welcome back to the carlos brown show on the black college sports network good afternoon coach Petaway. good afternoon good afternoon carlos uh dr taylor uh you know he got going there and he, he brought back some some great memories because uh to be honest if if a coach is worth his grain of salt in in hbcu athletics knows how important the band is because I uh, he said some good stuff because there are plenty of times in Elmore where my teams were not doing well and the band got the crowd involved and that created an atmosphere that kicked over to the players and then, you know, they were able to come out on top. So it, it's a big thing when uh, in HBCU, I think that's what makes us so great uh, mm -hmm. because uh, a lot of times uh, – the total atmosphere is what we push and what we preach. And, and I think uh, what Dr. Taylor was talking about, 
That's a testimony uh, to what what actually happens at our athletic events. And I've always given our band credit. In fact, I, I was disappointed when our band didn't show up because, mm. you know, in the first semester, that's when a lot of the competitions and things are going on. And uh, they're, they're either getting ready or they're gone and they would miss some of the games. And and I, I really didn't like that because I, I felt in athletics, to me, it, it takes a total package to yeah. put together a, a, a great program. And, and that's from the band to the cheerleaders to your fan. Everybody's involved in making it, uh, an athletic program successful. So I'm all for the bands. And, and I really like I had an opportunity to listen at his entire interview. I like what Dr. Taylor was talking about because uh, that, that brings it close to home. Because yeah. I can give our band uh, credit for a lot of wins. Coach yeah. Taylor there was nothing like the dog pound at Elmore Jr. <laughs> yep. I yep. can tell yep. you that right now. They, yep. They're right there on top of you. And, and yep. hey, there's nothing like that. I wonder how the, how the dog pound is at the new place. But at Elmore, it was, it was deafening at times when that band got going. Right. It, it was. And it created a great atmosphere. And, and that's why it was it was tough and why we had one of the, the best home court advantages during the course of my career there because of our fans and the band and things that came that came along with uh with our university so uh they're trying to do that now at the event center so it's it's new it's up and coming they'll get there uh i've got confidence that they'll get there and uh, and i think things uh the swag teams will see the same kind of effect as they continue to uh, break in the event center yeah i've been to huntsville some years ago but beautiful then see the pictures now beautiful arena outstanding sometimes you you remember the nostalgia but you make new memories right you're gonna do it right there in that beautiful uh multi-faceted facility uh last week i talked about when we talked about uh, the women's coach being hired at famu the arena although right. the colors are you know very bright but the arena itself that's a selling point you know, plus the tradition and the and, and, and the customs. So, uh, Doctor uh, Taylor, uh, he he really brought that uh, home. The passion, right? The right. process. It's a process, and and at the end of the day, we're all HBCU family. We love to compete against each other and beat each other. But the big goal, the big mindset is, we are family at the end of the day. Right. And those students, they put in just as much work as the athletes. You know, they practice, you know, just about every day. I, I mean, mm -hmm. the athletes now, you know, they, they, they got the 20 hour work week. But I guarantee you the band is putting in 20 plus hours a week. Uh, so so there's a lot of work involved in that. And he and he said it right. The fans need to some, come out and support the students. Any Anytime that the student athletes or the students in themselves are out, I think we should come out and support them. And that, that's a good thing. You got to have community involvement, and, and that's just like today. I, I'm doing part of my civic uh, duties. Uh, I'm a member of the 100. We're doing our, our, our annual golf tournament, which raises scholarships for, for kids, minority kids in this area. And, and uh, you know, I, I'm one of the founding members of this organization. So this is our 22nd annual uh, golf tournament that we're here today at Colonial Golf Course. So uh, it, it takes a total package to be involved in your community and be involved in athletics. Well said, Coach Penaway. Well 
said. Uh, we're visiting Van Petaway here on the Carlos Brown Show. Michael Cavalier, good afternoon. Carlos, Charles, Coach Petaway, and HBCU family. Last week, we ran out of time. We're going to transition a little bit here. A uh, 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 sum, summer league, and then we'll yep. get an update because we have a non-believer in the room about Damon Lillard and, and at Miami Heat. And we'll just watch his expression. Well, he's stoic now. Go ahead, crack a smile. He, he doesn't believe it's going to happen. <laughs> but anyway, the summer league. Um, three years ago, I started really paying attention to him and watching those games in the And I found myself enjoying them, Coach Petal. And now ESPN gives full attention, NBA TV, to those summer leagues. And it's a chance for those young professionals who have been drafted, some that have been in the league a couple of years, you know, the G League, get an opportunity to showcase themselves. Coach, your thoughts on the summer league and how valuable and popular it has become. Well, I think it's it's a very valuable tool for the coaches to evaluate talent, not only their draft choices, but like you said, guys that have been in the league for a couple of years, they have to figure out, uh, you know, what these guys can actually do. And when they play against other professionals, people that have been in the league in a year, a year or two, then uh, you can really uh, evaluate their talent. And, but one of the things that, that is uh, bad for the summer league now, a lot mm -hmm. of times the stars are only going to play one or two games. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not going to play all the games in the tournament. And then when you got fans that are paying money to come visit the city, come to Vegas to see those people, you know, sometimes they're disappointed. But overall, the overall concept of summer league basketball is outstanding for the NBA because uh, not only are they making money, they, they, there's exposure there. And these athletes get, get an opportunity to showcase their talents. And they, they evaluated by all of the NBA teams because all mm -hmm. of the teams are represented there. So it's, it's a great it's a great tool. And we saw some great basketball. Like one of the things that stood out to me was uh, the Houston Rockets. They're some they team. Yeah. Jabari Smith, man, Jabari Smith is going to be something special in the NBA now. And I think people could see that. You know, after his rookie year, he, he had an outstanding summer league. So I, I, I think it the, it can only help the young guys that are trying to make a name for themselves. And so I look forward to it every year. And this was a great summer season. Charles Edmund, Orlando Robinson, a player that you didn't see much at, well, at, at all, but on the team. Charles and Coach Petaway, a, a player – say he had one year didn't you didn't see him too much he improved so much and then he gets an opportunity in the summer league to get well and now it will springboard him hopefully into year two Orlando Robson a seven well six eleven seven foot center did well for the Miami Heat now can that springboard him into the year two by performing well in the summer league, it definitely won't hurt. That's that's for yep. sure. The more the more opportunities you have to showcase your talents, the better off that you will be in terms of you know showing what you have. And you know, I, I like the summer league because it's just you you look at some of these young players in these big situations. And you know, Coach Petaway is right about 
not seeing some of the stars throughout summer league. Victor Wimbayama, we only saw him in two games, I think. And I think a lot of people expected to see him more. Mm-hmm. He played a couple of games, and then they shut him down. They sent him back to San Antonio from the buy house and handle his personal business, which you understand. <laughs> but if you're a big investor in the summer league, you want to see him you know, throughout. I get the reason why the Spurs did that. They just want to show him off a little bit and then and send him on his way. But I, I would like to see more of those big stars that we see come out of the draft, more so in the summer league. But I also understand why you want to shut them down, too, because you don't want to get them hurt in summer league. And then here they go. You know, they're not ready for a training camp. So this look, the NBA is one of those sports where there's opportunities all year long to showcase your talents. Scouts are always watching. Scouts are always evaluating whether you're playing overseas, whether it's the G League, whether it's the Summer League, there's always opportunities. And that's what I like about the NBA because there's so many different paths to get to the big show. Right. And then, Charles, it's just like you said, on the big stars, they already know what they got. So they, yeah. they, don't, want, they don't want to risk a chance of that, of that, that individual getting hurt. But yeah. Miami's got – they got a bright future because they got a lot of young people that I think are – are gonna help them in, in the coming years, but I just hate—I I hate to say it—this Damian, this Damian thing is it, this Leonard. It's it, it's it's dragging out, and I think the longer it drags out, is worse for Miami. Uh oh! You gonna take a break? <laughs> no, Pat, Pat, Pat told me to tell Coach Petaway he's watching and Charles. <laughs> he, he, he says Coach Petaway is pretty cool. He said. He said Charles is always taking little digs at, at him. But but to your point, Coach Petaway, I, I didn't think it would happen quickly, but it is starting to drag on. Yeah. And, 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 and all my sources that I'm working, they still say it's 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 gonna it's gonna happen. Why gonna is happen. It, here's the question? Why is it dragging along? Right. I mean, it was it was mm-hmm. I would say a month ago when free agency started. I would say it was about 75%, 80% done. Why is it taking so long? What's going to change in the next three weeks? The trade is the trade. The assets are the assets. What is going to change? Who's going to blink? I, I don't I don't understand why it's dragging along. Well, let's give a couple of examples. Let's give one. Kevin Durant. He wanted out quickly in a, in a safe time space. It didn't happen, right? Right, but it did happen. It just happened later. I, I got to be careful with this one, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna put. Well, I can't put the blame on Portland because they're trying to get back as the best assets as possible, right? So we know sometimes you got to take on Coach Petaway a third team. So the sticking point, they want a lot. They want a lot for Damian Lillard, you know, to, to get back. But I don't think you're going to ever get the equal value. Remember the example I gave with a car? You got a brand new car with a sticker price says twenty five. Well, for Coach Petaway and you, Charles, thirty thousand <laughs> on, on, on that sticker price. And the minute you drive off that lot after you secured everything, insurance, everything, it depreciates. So Portland has been stubborn, but some will say they can't be stubborn. They should. They're trying to get back the most for Damon Lillard. So you got to add a third team. Here's a here's a sticking point in my, in my thing. They wanted three to four first 
round draft picks. They want some expiring contracts coming back. They want good young players. Now I'm hearing the guy from um, UCLA is now it, it may be in play that they want. <sighs> but they're not going to get equal 100 to 100% value back. So the sticking point too, Tyler Hero, they're, they have plethora of talent at that position. So then they got to get a third team who wants. I'm hearing there are several teams that would love Tyler Hero. It's going to get done, Charles. I'm going to be consistent. I know you and Coach Petaway are kind of like, well, at least Coach Petaway, he's like, let's move this thing on. Charles, you're you're down Thomas. You're a non-believer. I'm happy with that. I understand that. <laughs> but it's going to get done, Coach Petaway and Charles. It's, it's going to get done. Well, you well, know, personally, just as a fan, you know, there, there are two people that I'm really uh, – I feel for. Dame Lillard, for one, because he wants to go to Miami. And Jimmy Butler, number two. What right. do you think Jimmy Butler's thinking right now? I mean, the Heat are this close, and he wants Dame, and Dame wants Miami, and it's not happening. What do you think Jimmy – I mean, he's been quiet. You haven't heard from Jimmy Butler the whole offseason. But you know he wants Dame. He wants – I guarantee he wanted this thing to be done during summer league so they can show themselves off in summer league. Yeah, yeah. Summer league is about these guys going down there, having a good time and showing off a little bit, showing off what they got. I, I, I get that, to me, in my opinion. But I wonder what Jimmy Butler's – I mean, Jimmy Butler has earned whatever it is he's got. And I think he's been a great teammate, a great organizational player. He's represented that franchise well. All he wants is the pieces to be able to get over the top. And right now that piece in Dane Willard is not there. Will it be yeah. there? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm With every day passing, I'm doubting it a little bit more, little by little, every day. I hope it happens for Jimmy Butler's sake because he's a good dude. But just what is Dane thinking? The NBA is telling Dane, hey, hush. They're right. telling him, shut up. Be quiet. You know, because I do think this could be a trendsetter for other players doing the same things. I think they want to cut that off at the pass, I think. But I'm just wondering what's Dane's thoughts right now? What's Jimmy Butler's thoughts right now? Those are, you know, I like those guys. I'm just wondering right. what they're thinking. Right. And then, Charles, it's just the other thing that Summer League does for you, for the, the guys, mm-hmm. for teammates, you get a chance to bond. You know, right. you, you're in a situation, you're in a city where you all can be together. You can establish that rapport amongst players. And, and that's why it's very important that these trades go ahead and go through so that those guys can have that, that bonding time before they get into training camp. And, and that's the mm-hmm. other big piece of it because that's when you really learn your teammates and your, your uh, guys on your, your, on your team is, is when you're not in practice, you know, away from the practice facility. When, when, it's, when it's us, we, it's opportunity for us to talk about our families, to talk about each other. And that's what is missing when you when when you drag out these trades and and they have missed all that quality time that they would have had out in Vegas together. And let me add another caveat. You mentioned Jimmy Butler, but guess who Dame has the the real relationship with? They played in the international competition. Bam, bam, okay, bam. That is ex- that is really who he has built a relationship with. And that's who he wants to play with. You know, it was some co- um, conversation on the national perspective. Big Perk, Perk, as you know him, right? He says Dame has earned the right. He's been a model player. Yeah, he never complained. He helped 
Portland out, he deserves to be able to go where he wants. Now you have people on the other side is, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Portland has the right to deny him. I understand that. I really do. But Daimler wants to go to Miami. And yep. once again, I think it will happen. A model player, model citizen. Now, we switch out of that one and we go to James Harden, who has, I think, a little bit more questionable right. team. I'm not talking about personal character. Team morale. I've heard he's a coach killer. Yep. He's a team killer. Yeah. And James Harden, man, my best friend, he's watching. He's a Philadelphia 76ers fan. So I got to be careful with this. But with James Harden, sometimes in life, you got to accept you're not 25 right. anymore. You got to evolve your game. And so he wants out. And what will happen with him, Coach Petaway? We're still waiting on that. Right. But see, with James Harden, it's a little different. See, this is uh -huh. Dane's first time asking for a trade. James Harden has asked for a trade for every team he's been with. And, and, that and, is and, a problem. Right. That's different. That's uh -huh. different. And then I, I'm waiting for the NBA because don't you all forget now, back in the day when Kobe was still living, Kobe and Chris Paul tried to hook up. And what happened? NBA blocked yeah. it. Mm -hmm. NBA right. blocked it. That is right. So, so, so this, this thing is playing out. The guys that are, that do it the right way, they seem like they're the ones that get hung up. Like Dame has done it the right way. He's given everything. He's sacrificed everything to stay in Portland. Now he wants to try to win a championship. He doesn't think it'll get done at, at Portland. And he still they still can't do it. But now one of his problems is his big contract too now. So try, trying to work that big contract in, that's part of the issue, too. That's why you need three or four more teams in there to help alleviate mm -hmm. some of that, that, that salary cap. And, and, and so that's the problem. But when you start talking about James Harden, he, he is, he's done the same thing at every stop he has made. So I don't mm -hmm. have any mercy for him. But I do have plenty of sympathy for, for Damien. I think per – Personally, I think with James Harden, it's all about the M-O-N-E-Y. Yep. He took a pay cut bet on himself last year. I think it was a $15 million pay cut. He lost the bet. He didn't show up in the biggest moments. So now he wants this big contract. He opted in. And now, but then he's all over the place. He wanted he wanted the coach fired. Then he wanted to go to Houston. Right. Now he's opting in. What does James Harden want? Does James right. Harden want to get paid or does James Harden want to win the championship? I think he needs to give up some more cash in order to help whatever. Yeah, I mean, he already has. And he lost. He lost that bet. But I'm just saying if he wants to win a ring, he's made enough. He's made tons of money, but he wants to, he wants to win a ring. Well, I think he's at a point in his career and he's not 25 anymore. What is he going to do? You know, he's still in Philly. Do his teammates want to play with him? You know, he was at the white party with the with the owner trying to, you know, take a few pictures and, and maybe try to kiss and make up. I mean, right, Carlos, exactly. I mean, James Harden's all over the place. Yeah, He wants to win a ring, but he wants to make $60 million a year like LeBron. Not going to happen. So what are you willing to give up to get what you want? Houston, I think, is a good destination, but they got a lot of young talent. Are you going to go in there and destroy that situation? 
No, don't don't do it, Houston. No, <laughs> no, it's it's got to be a good fit. That is not a good fit. A young talent who I I say watch out in about four or five years with exactly with, with, with that team. Maybe yeah. maybe he can go to your team, Charles, the Lakers. They like all of that kind of stuff nah. and off the court stuff. I'll be he a facetious be a coach, by the way. I'll be a facetious no. coach, by the way. Well, I, I tell you what, though. I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying, but if there's one person that can straighten James Harden out in terms of getting his mind right, it's LeBron James. Because you know what LeBron's going. He wants to win six rings. I mean, he's dealing with his son and what happened there at USC with Bronny. But if there's one player that's going to try to get him straightened out, it would be the Lakers. Probably got to take a $15 million pay cut. The Lakers can't afford it, but I'm just can afford him. But I think LA would be a good situation because LeBron James is going to make sure you straighten up and fly right, or you're going to be back on the market again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, Coach Petaway, the money is flowing in the NBA. Now, some people, uh, particularly people politically on the right side, they don't care about the M- NBA. They figure that these are prima donna athletes. They're making all of the money, and they're doing well. They get about, what, 51% to the owners, 49%. But the Lakers just extended Anthony Davis, all of that money. So I said all this to say this. If the player's making that much kind of money, you don't think the owners are making the same amount or more? They're making money. They're making money. But anyway, Anthony Davis, with that extension, uh, I, I I don't know about that one, Coach. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I, I agree with you. I I, uh, I don't understand the logic because <clears throat> he's not played enough games to deserve, in my opinion now, mm-hmm. to deserve an extension. I would have held off. I would have held off. Because he, he's not he has not shown that he can be healthy enough to stay on the court. Charles? Two words. LeBron James. Oh. This is what LeBron James I, wants. I've heard that as, for the didn't I just hear that as an echo in here? <laughs> yeah. LeBron hey. James. Yeah. <laughs> when when LeBron, when when hey, just like a writer said, when when LeBron James is on your team, whether it was Miami, whether it's Cleveland, whether it's LA. You're going to exhaust yourself to get LeBron James what he wants. So this is an example of exhausting yourself. Extending Anthony Davis, that's exhausting yourself. You know, the Lakers have been all in. And now with that move, I think they're definitely all in for sure. I agree with you. I I wouldn't have exactly have done this right now, but if this is what LeBron James quietly says he wants, I'm sure he's convinced AD to go ahead and take that. Lakers made it happen. Here we are. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I agree with Coach Petaway. I I feel a certain way. I mean, I, I know people, you, you live in a capitalistic society. You get as much as you can, but 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 wow. What did Dr. Taylor just talked about? Let your works show. Right. Yeah, that's work. Right. That, and, okay. His work has not spoken for him because he, he's not been out there enough to work. Yeah, and same thing with another player, Zion Williams. You know, hey, I understand injuries. I'm in a middle-aged body, but these are younger guys than me, and they get out, and and injuries happen. I understand that. But you look every year, every year there's something. Something's just not right. 
But hey, the Lakers are the golden child organization in the NBA along with the Boston Celtics. And oh my God, the Lakers are throwing out money. That the, Wouldn't you agree Celtics. the Celtics and the Lakers are the two most? Yep. Okay. Four, five, yep, yep, yep. Now, I did like with Brown. No, we're not kin. We're not kin. <laughs> what can Brown do for you? $300 million? But I did in his interview say it. He, he said that he wanted to do some things in the African American community. Correct. In Boston, I give him that. But three, whew, 300 million. Much is given, much is expected. And this was right. a guy that got tired of hearing his name put in trade uh, discussions right. all the time. Go ahead, Coach Fittaway. Hey, hey uh, Carlos, what, uh, let me just throw something out there. You know, with all mm -hmm. these realignments in Division One football and uh, the uh, different yeah. conferences and stuff. Go ahead. Why Why don't the SWAC and the MEAC get together and, and form a super conference, the North and the South, and, mm -hmm. and, and you can cut down travel that way by, by uh, teams in the South playing each other, teams in the North playing each other, and you, you, you bring in Tennessee State, throw them in the North. I, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there now. You know, right. I understand. And when things like this happen, I, I made one call in Houston, Texas, Dr. Kenyatta Kavir, <laughs> <laughs> because I know he's done some research on, on in that direction. Yeah. But, but I'll say it's not this. feasible. Well, I, I, I'm not going to say it's not, you know, from my point of view, I don't know a, I'm not an expertise in that area, but I will say this. Tennessee State, I'm not, you know what? I'm not going to hold my breath with Tennessee State because for some reason, we hear that coach all the time about joining, a, you know, the HBCU organization, and it just seems like you, you almost got to stick a sword in them to, to get them to even look this this way. So with that being said, one call, that's all. I'm calling Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. And he could put together something that you you know you can put to the commissioners. But your bigger point is this: the landscape is changing, right? Change. And I asked in the hour number one, will it trickle down to HBCUs? We've had those conversations for you. That, 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 there's Charles uh, once again shaking his head. I mean, if I could, exp I, I think. I, I agree with Coach Petaway that, that it should be looked at. And I think it has been talked about quietly and privately. I do think based on what I've read and when this first came up, the whole issue when Bethune and family joined the SWAC, mm -hmm. then the rest of the MEAC should just come on board and we should form this one super conference. I do think that there's a lot of pushback from the MEAC side from what I've been reading that they just, want to stay even on my minus a bunch of teams i think they just want to have their they want to still be the MEAC, and i think that's the issue it's going to have to take a boatload of money and a lot of conversation a lot of fussing a lot of cussing and the reality but i do think that's that may be the biggest hang-up i think we on our side i think we're good i think we're good with it but i think if you talk to people from dc to delaware up and down the east coast where the MEAC resides I do think there's a lot more pushback than we want to think in terms of, you know, disbanding the MEAC and joining this one big super conference. Mm -hmm. Well, 
It's interesting, Coach Petaway, as we see they're discussing it in the chat room. It doesn't hurt to, to put, you know, minds together to to really look at um, having a plan in case that tsunami, which is already started, to put yourself in a position to be successful. I know their uh, commissioners, uh, the MEAC, the SIAC, and the CIAA have have met. Uh, they have month, you know, uh, meetings to look at certain things, but, but it's going to be very interesting to, to, to see what happens to your point, Coach Petaway. Right, and I, I think if you did something like that, those teams that left the MEAC, they might come back. You know, the you, you, you know you, you had teams that, that have weakened the MEAC. Those teams might come back if there was a super conference. I, I think they may have some interest. So I, I just said, just look at it. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand what you're saying because I know they got some people – uh, who talked to me once North Carolina Ante and Hampton left? I don't know if they'll be welcome back. <laughs> Some of the people's opinions, <laughs> but um, the bigger picture is college athletics is ever changing and it is changing now as we speak. SEC, the um, Big, Big Ten, the Pac 12 dissolving, man. And with global warming going on, uh, <laughs> climate change, we are in a unstable point right now. But we'll see. Coach Petaway, we got about a minute and a half. Closing comments uh, for you. Well, I think it's been a great day. I think uh, I really enjoyed Dr. Taylor. And, and just keep up the good work, gentlemen. Keep up the good work. Dr. Cavill says, Smile. I will join the show next week, and we'll all have a panel to discuss it next week. There, there, there you go. Kelvin, how you doing, Mr. Orange and Green? I really hope the HBCU happens at the FBS level. That's how I see it being financially beneficial. I'll sit back and, and listen and, and, and be a sponge. All of the, the, the panelists, Charles, Dr. Cavill, and, and Coach Petaway, and see how all of this will work out because at the end of the day, what is it? It's about the relevancy of HBCU universities, both from an academic and an athletic standpoint. Charles, closing comments. I think it's a great band discussion earlier. The band, the band directors are getting more and more attention. And I'm gonna probably have a band show with our band director just talking about that. You've given me a really good idea because the band talk is, is exploding on social media, especially with this band championship and, and how it's done. So I'm, I like the conversation with the bands and, and I want it to continue. Yeah. Well, I know Dr. Cavill has, uh, I know in this show, I know they rank the bands. Whew, boy, it's going to be some competition with this, this national championship. It's going to be like, Hey, this team got left out. No, this team, this, this, I say team, this band is better. This band is better. I've already stated. I'm not going to be objective. <laughs> I, I think it's the human digital jukebox, and that's all I'm going to say. So on that note, I want to thank Melody, our uh, producer here on the Carlos Brown Show. Don't forget, hit the subscribe button, the notification button, thumbs up, all of that. My JBN1, Jericho Broadcasting Network. Subscribe to that. A lot of great shows on this platform i think the guys do a great great job also for those in the chat room continue the conversation charles Edmund, coach petaway 
and Dr. Taylor. Until, until next Saturday. There's that, there's that chat again. <laughs> At 11 a.m. for another edition of the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Until next time, as always, peace and God bless.